Welcome to the Gran Bros podcast. This is episode 16. I am Wardez. I have three other dashing gentlemen on the podcast with me tonight. It is Tristan Roadbeef Bayless, Armin TRC Stagger Agakan, and Nick Gumball CGT McMillan. We talk about Gran Turismo 7. Well, a little bit. We do. I promise that you will eventually find that part of the discussion if you listen through. We also talk about the Gran Turismo World Tour in Tokyo, World's Fastest Gamer, and a bunch of other stuff. It's a very fun podcast. I do hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, again, please support us on by subscribing to our stuff on YouTube. Find our uh, find our GT Planet home thread by going to bit.ly ly. So that's bit.ly slash gtbhq. Thanks again for listening. Thanks so much. We all appreciate it greatly. And do stay tuned for more episodes coming your way soon. More one-on-one interviews and other surprises. So thanks again and enjoy episode 16. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for this roundtable discussion. I'm feeling nice and warm. It's a little cold here in Vegas, so I'm feeling cozy and nuzzled up against these three gentlemen here for our discussion today. Mm. First up is Tristan, as always, my co-captain in this crazy experience of Gran Turismo fun. And then we... And Brotherhood ship, right? Mm, And then we have Nick McMillan from Kentucky. Hey, guys. Hey. Then we also have Armin from Los Angeles. Yeah, that's where you're from. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, guys? La La Land? (laughs) Yeah, La La Land is really fitting, yes. It works. Yeah. Pretty much. How you doing? We've got a great panel here today to talk about some Gran Turismo news, updates, and, you know, miscellaneous stuff, too, so... We'll kick it off, though, by talking about something that's uh, kind of more of a timely topic. The GT Planet League, we are recording on a Sunday, right after all of it went down in the finals. Yeah. October 20th. This is fresh and new, yes. Yeah. So, man, uh, that was some really pr- well-produced stuff. And yes. uh, I got to commend you, Nick, on, on everything you did, the Mr. Race Control. Um, uh, that that <laughs> could have very easily just to slap a gt logo on like the as the watermark and it would have passed as gran turismo tv uh it was very impressive <laughs> it's actually funny you mentioned that uh, because we had multiple people off the first or second stream be thinking that it was a gt stream they're like why don't they do this setting why don't they change this and, oh they need to put this in the game and it's like whoa 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 <laughs> like I, I think in one of the group chats i was in i posted a picture and i'm like we're running this off of three playstations and like a pc there's two of us in someone's house producing this whole stream so that makes it even more yeah, impressive I mean, but it was yeah but it was a huge compliment so it was cool to see yeah. that um you know after the the first go around yeah. but yeah it's been kind of a fun trip and it's been cool to see it grow and see the the banter back and forth between all the players and teams and uh, a lot of stuff on gt planet too where people are trying to you know i've got so many people who want to like give their ideas and help us kind of develop it so it's been really cool to see yeah i'd say it feels very grand uh gt planet e and if that makes sense you know what i mean like it's very uh 
It feels right. And uh, Jordan and yourself have done an awesome job. And it's, it's like virtual grassroots, but it doesn't need to look like it, you know? So you guys did a great job with all the polish. And um, where can people find... Because you had some pictures posted on social media, right? Like uh, Instagram, did you? Or of that setup uh for the league yeah oh yes let's i don't even know i think i posted it on my story at some point but i haven't posted an entire photo of it but i'll try and do that and post it up probably on twitter cool that would be the easiest way to do that yeah but, and they yeah, could also neat little setup so yeah the setup like i'll kind of like walk you through it real quick so yeah. basically it's at jordan's house <laughs> <laughs> so uh, aka gt planet headquarters yes um so yeah i basically have my own little nook I've got three screens, three PlayStations, um, and essentially what I do is I run one PlayStation in screen for like match one lobby. So I set everything up, everything runs through, you've got a keyboard hooked up to it. Um, and that's how we change all, uh, basically do the whole stream is through all the keyboard stuff um, on my end, which goes directly to the PC, which then all the extra graphics get added on. But you know, there I can sit through and you can watch the replays, you can change all the camera views and, you know, pull the data up and everything. So, um, yeah, basically just, just a whole keyboard shortcut system that's built into the game, which is awesome. I mean, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I run that. And then I've got a second PlayStation like in the middle, which I'll use for live timing, which is what that feed will go back to essentially Jordan and or the commentators. Um, so they can see like what the gaps are, who's in what positions. Um, and that's how Jordan is able to keep better track of the points. Cause he's doing the points manually mm. essentially. So of course him being the uh, technical genius he is, he's got a full program basically coded, uh, and set up so he can drag and drop the players, um, you know, manually and it auto auto calculates the points and everything. Oh, right. Um, so yeah, that information is really helpful for him. And then the third PlayStation is essentially what the first one's doing. We're just running the second lobby. So I'll start the first one. We'll run through the kind of race. And then I'll start the second lobby, usually like halfway through um, that first race so they can kind of get their practice on. And, and we just switch everything over. Um, but, yeah, it's a pretty interesting setup. And then Jordan um, is sitting kind of back in a <laughs> another corner. Mm-hmm. And he's got a full PC setup. Um, he's got essentially everyone called into some a program um where you can get all the volume or not the volume but the the vocals from the commentators and basically he's able to put the stream together and he's got all his you know windows and shortcuts and stuff to basically put the stream together so we're constantly kind of communicating back and forth and doing the transitions and and all of that but uh, yeah it's kind of a it's a super simple setup but at the same time it's a little bit difficult but it works um, and the fact we're able to produce a professional stream or professional looking stream out of it, um, it's really impressed me actually, but it's been really cool to see it, um, kind of develop and we're always trying to change it and improve it. And it's developed a lot just in the last five weeks that we've, we've done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the runs that we did together, like the, the four fun red versus blue, uh, from yes. like a, a few months ago, were those like the initial trial runs of this setup? Yep. They absolutely were. Oh, so sweet. yeah. So some people probably didn't know. Um, some people probably figured it out, but yeah, I posted in some of the group chats that we have and I was just like, Hey, interested in, you know, running some practice races. We want to do like team versus team or red versus blue. <laughs> um, so people kind of understand that. And yeah, that was the basis of just like, Hey, we've got this idea. Maybe we'll test it out because initially it started with a conversation of Jordan coming to me, um, especially now that I'm living in Kentucky, we live in the same city actually, um, where he's like, Hey, I've kind of had this idea for a while. What do you think? 
And he's like, I want to maybe do a team format race where it's like five on five or something like basketball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm like, that actually sounds like a fun idea because, you know, you have Team Thrustmaster, Williams, Redline, like all these different teams that, you know, have been around for a long time and FT and I mean, the list goes on mm-hmm. and nobody has a place to really show their team. Everyone races, you know, you see the guys, at the world tours and, you know, they have their, their groups and, you know, they post stuff on their social media stuff, but there's not really a way for them to be a true team um, and kind of shine as a team. So I was like, ah, I think this is a great idea. I mean, I'm part of Thrustmaster. So for me, I was like, hey, that's a great avenue for us to kind of like get some drivers together, get some promotion for Thrustmaster um, and really kind of give us a place to, to race and see who the best team is. Um, so yeah, I was like, tell you what, I'm, I'm interested. Let's see if we can work on this. Um, and so we started with those test races. So yeah, we had, you know, TRC Stagger, Armin was on it, Road Beef Tristan um, mm-hmm. was on it, and a bunch of other top guys too. So those were probably some of the funnest races I had, and um, we kind of just developed it from there and, you know, put a full welcome document together and rules and started reaching out to people and were able to make it happen. It's really exciting. It's, it's great stuff. And I feel like you're going to have a lot of copycats showing up next year, which I think can only help our community. Uh, yeah, it's actually I funny. We had a couple so. people who were like, oh, we're, we're going to run run our own. And then you know, some people were like, hey, we're testing different formats and we'll get back to you on like what works. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we get something to pop up. Uh, is there a, a specific number of teams you guys want to reach out to or is there is there going to be a larger number that you guys are going to bring on board next year? Yeah, that's a good question because a lot of people are interested in it. Um, I'm even, <laughs> I even had before we even started, before we announced it, it was funny. I had... Um, Mr. Bonjour Storm himself uh, in Austria, he was like, hey, like, where's our invite? Why didn't we get an invite? Um, which is funny, I actually ended up messaging their team manager, but they weren't able to, one of the teams had to back out. Um, and so we had filled the spot before we could could get to him. So yeah, it was funny, you know, people have been asking how to join. Um, but our initial reach out was just to kind of like the top teams. We just wanted to see if the interest was there, um, kind of get the more well-established guys. Um, plus, you know, with, with all of us being top drivers, you know, we kind of have a small community. And so that's, I was like, let's reach out to like, you know, a small community that we all know that we all see at the world tours and kind of see if we can strike something up and get it going. And so we wanted to start, well, originally we had the discussion of doing something like eight teams, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, but we realized like trying to stretch that out over so many weekends, it would be like 13 or 14 weeks or something like that. And I was like, Let's not get over our head. You know, Jordan and I had a discussion. Right. We kept trying to, like, grow it bigger and bigger. Um, and then I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe we could do, like, eight or six. Um, and then finally it was like, let's try and just keep it short. We'll see if it works. And we'll just kind of build from there. So we kind of settled on four. We figured out that we could have every team race against each other. And then we could do a small little elimination round. Um, and it would fit in between, essentially, Austria and Tokyo. Um, and so that was kind of the plan to just do the four teams. Mm. and i think it worked really well um and honestly trying to get all the drivers and like the car livery set up and everything is kind of like herding cats so i'm glad (laughs) we didn't do more teams uh because it was a little bit chaotic but at the same time like all the guys were great um and helping you know put it together and letting us know who's driving or not driving and um it was fun but um yeah the goal is to grow i don't know like season two you know it hasn't really even been discussed yet um, it's something we definitely want to do. Um, but yeah, I think probably six to eight teams tops um, if we do a season mm. two. 
Um, again, it's just the more teams you add, the longer the competition has to be. Um, right. And you have to remember, it's just two of us. So um, I work a real job. Um, Jordan works on GT Planet and does a bunch of other stuff. So it's hard for us to you know, dedicate all our time to the GT Planet League. But if that's something that can grow and be viable um, for us, you know, then, then it's worth trying to grow and, and go from there. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm really happy that we had a good season and that we got a lot of things figured out and that the feedback has been mostly positive. So, uh, yeah, we'll roll into a, hopefully a season two um, sometime, you know, maybe early next year. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it'll yeah, be cool. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of see, see where it goes. You struck while the iron was hot, I think. Um, you still have plenty of people that are very interested in the game, and um, mm -hmm. you have all these big names that are just kind of establishing themselves, and this is another great way of doing that, both for the team and individual drivers as well. Like, for me personally, I really love seeing Doodle Doodle, make, <laughs> Doodle Monopoly, our, our, uh, <laughs> our boy in Washington, D.C., doing so well. So yeah, uh, I feel like he great. doesn't get quite fair enough shake when it comes to live events so that's like i said a great mm -hmm. way for him to show his stuff and really appreciate that but um yeah this first season seemed you know like it was it was a great experiment and then going from here maybe for next year you can flesh it out completely you may have like maybe a thing where it's like qualifying there's a qualifiers for teams to do that aren't necessarily given the entire production scale but <clears throat> you save that for when when you whittle it down, you know, like sure, invite a bunch of teams, but but you have some system where they they have to compete with each other in and satellite events, and then it all leads into the big, you know, finals. So mm -hmm. yeah, and that's something that is a huge not not a, not necessarily a logistical problem since everything is online. Um, but yeah, trying to narrow it down to teams and figure out what teams can make it and can't um, that's that's a huge undertaking. So yeah, we started small, we still ran into <laughs> issues. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean. I do. I would love to run some huge, you know, bracket tournament of say 16 teams or something like that. Uh, that's what I would love to see. I can't speak for Jordan necessarily, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, qualifying people to make sure that you know you have teams going up each other that are going to be able to race and be competitive. Um, you know, that's that's something that's really important. And we're trying to produce a professional show and something that's entertaining to watch. You know, and it's it's hard to put guys who are you know, FT Nico R or a TRL Lightning against guys who you know might be a C or D driver. Um, so, I mean, that's that's difficult because we'd love to have all the teams, um, but at the same time, you know, you want to have the best of the best competing against each other. Um, but yeah, like I said, we'll see how it grows. We'll see how we can kind of develop putting everything together. And, you know, hopefully we can include more teams and, you know, maybe have average Joes against pros or some sort of like pro-am teams for fun. So, um, yeah, we, we've got a lot of ideas and um, all the people who have been watching and providing feedback have a ton of ideas, too. So we're definitely listening to everything and, and trying to, to make something of it. Mm -hmm. Well, if the if the Gran Turismo live events uh, and World Tour rules don't change for next year, for the the third of three years of that FIA contract they have, um, team association will still be kind of barred from inclusion. Um, so your avenue uh, will mm -hmm. be, uh, I think, even more popular as as time goes on, especially through next year, so that Red Lion and Williams and uh, Lazarus and and everyone else can have a, a means to uh, promote their uh, team effort rather than individual efforts. So, um, and speaking of next season, so we're done with the official season 
and we've just had an exhibition season uh, that we're what like three quarters of the way through now, uh, which featured some some changes to the race format. We got longer races. We've got uh, different rates of tire wear. We've got different tire uh, requirements. And we've got a shorter pit stop time. Uh, a whole lot of stuff is going on. And uh, Mr. Stagger, Armin, you handsome devil, uh, I'm curious to hear uh, your experiences, Mr. Mustang. Every time you're on track, you're just demolishing everyone. Uh, how is this exhibition season going for you so far? Uh, it's been great for me. <clears throat> I I, um, I stayed with Ford. So, uh, But what I did is I switched the GR3 car to from the Mustang to the Ford GT, just mm-hmm. to prepare for the World Tours, uh, and it's been really good. Um, one one of the things that's uh, been significantly different, as you said, is the is the race distances. It's been quite draining, uh, mm-hmm. at least for me, uh, especially when you're doing your practice runs and you know if you're going to do two races, you have to do it. You have to commit at least an hour, an hour and a half for these races, uh, and it's mentally draining. But I think it's more rewarding at the end of it. Um, other than that, it's it's been really good for me so far. I'm, I'm I've gotten good points. I don't know how much people are putting, how much time people are putting into this, but <laughs> so um, I'm I'm second place right now, I think in a, in manufacturers, uh, and I've been committing quite a lot of time in comparison to others, I think. But uh, yeah, it's been good, man. Uh, races are fun. Uh, I'm not uh, against any of these changes, including the shorter pit stops. Okay. Hmm. What do you think about that, uh, the exploit, um, where if hard tires are required, then uh, you can be sneaky and run them just uh, on one axle? Uh, do you think that that's uh, a fair exploitation because the rules no. are maybe not uh, you know, uh, precise enough in their identification of what should be done, or is it against the spirit of the rules? I, I, I think it's, it's not fair because uh, not all cars are going to be able to run that type of setup. Um, more stable cars, you can run staggered tire setup and it'll be fine. Stagger. You... <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, uh, but once you once you get a car like a Cayman, for example, uh, something that you're racing in, or some you know some other car that's not as stable under throttle or under braking, uh, then it becomes a real problem, uh, especially uh, in these longer races, and you have to deal with this uh, for a much longer period of time. So yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. I think uh, that's something that. Hopefully, it's being looked into, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, hopefully, it's fixed by the uh, beginning of the next season. Hmm. That's my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I would, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Nick. Yeah, what do you for think, the Nick? the staggered tire setup. Yeah, I guess it's a hard call. I mean, I I don't agree with it. I guess as a whole, um, but I guess they've kind of left it open for people to exploit that. So I think with. Uh, with anything everyone has found something to exploit throughout the <laughs> all the different seasons so i guess this is our uh, hot topic on this one but yeah they need to fix it i mean you can't do it in real life i don't think i don't think i've ever seen anyone do it at least um so yeah i think it's something they should get sorted and and go from there but um, yeah some cars can be good with it but i think like me for the ferrari it, does, it doesn't really work right so that's that's uh, that's my concern about it, is that not all cars are equal when you're running a staggered setup. So, and especially when you get an, a significant advantage, what was it? When, when we did this, we were about five to six seconds faster, if not more <clears throat> in our, in our total race time. Mm-hmm. So that's a significant advantage. And if not all cars are equal, then it just, 
you know, it throws everything off. I see what you're saying. It kind of like eliminates the point of BOP in the first place. Yeah, right. It sends it spinning mm-hmm. like it has been. Well, it's pretty stable now, though. That's another thing I wanted to get into is uh, your opinion. Since we do have this uh, kind of a privileged position where we can see uh, people that were already established in their manufacturers leading into the finals, we see a good amount of them, uh, not including Armin, have, they have switched to other mat manufacturers and in a sense showed us how um in effect equal the blp may or may not be like for instance def sun is has switched from lexus to jaguar mm-hmm. and he's shown that it kind of doesn't matter what car he's in yes well, but uh well with him i think it, whatever manufacturer he goes into will do really well um but with different drivers there's uh, driving styles that match different cars better, um, but yeah, I think the top five guys are going to stay top five whether or not you know they stay with the same manufacturer or not. But once you start to uh, start to bring in a you know anywhere anybody from twentieth to fifth, then it becomes <laughs> a different story with the BOP, uh, especially with these uh, longer races where any advantage is actually it's magnified at the end of the race. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in a Ferrari there, Nick. How's that been? Uh, it's probably uh, one of the most uh, poor decisions I've made this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even, more, even worse than McLaren? Like I don't know. A... They're comparable, but they might be. I think they're the same. I think they're the same. Yeah, uh, yeah the Ferrari, like the 458, the GR4 car is pretty good, um, but it's just not quite as fast. It needs. I think it needs a power bump. Um, but the 458 mm-hmm. GR3 car is just atrocious. Um I've never driven a car that just wants to spin at 30 miles an hour <laughs> for doing nothing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's incredibly hard to to stay straight um, with that car and keep up with everybody. I think it's good on tires, um, it's good on fuel, but um, it's impossible to drive. I, I, no offense to anyone at Polyphony, but I don't know who went through there and approved that. <laughs> but, but it, it is far off what the real car does, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so um, I haven't really been too excited to race because it's just, it's not fun when you're just trying not to crash. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but mm. Do you think that's a BOP issue? Um, for the GR4 car, I think it's a BOP issue. For the GR3 car, I think that just the handling physics are, are far off what the real car should be and how something like that handles. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just not easy to drive. But I think all the Minich and GR3 cars are like that. Some you know, a little bit better than others, but yeah, the McLaren, the Ferrari, um, and a couple others are, are pretty bad. Do you mm. think it's a it's a it's a result of? I mean, I'm sure there is some algorithm that the game has where uh, they they um, they can place the weight of the engine in a certain position of the car, and the car's behavior changes. Do you think there's an alg- there's something wrong in the algorithm, or maybe there's too much ballast on one side of the car and the other, or? And the, I don't know. No, I'm actually something I found was if you drive with a little bit of brake input, it seems like all the grip is still there. But it's when you go to the brakes with no throttle input that the car loses grip. So I can't entirely place what is wrong with the physics. Um, it almost seems like there's a bug with the managing cars where if there's no throttle input, there's some sort of grip reduction bug. I, I don't really know. Um, but you can kind of find that at the same time across all the different cars. If you drive with a little bit of throttle on your braking, um, the car seems to have a little bit more grip. That's actually something that I've noticed that Defsun does um, in every car he drives. Uh, he's always got, every time he's on the brakes, he's got 
like maybe five, ten percent throttle, and it just seems to keep the car stable, has a little more grip. So I, yep. I think mm. that's something that that's something that you can't do in a real car. Um, it's something that I think they should definitely look into fixing. But um, I would love to see them overhaul the GR3 physics, at least for the managing cars, um, because there's just something something wonky. I can't can't quite figure it out without getting to know the physics engine better um, and speaking with the people at Polyphony. Yeah. Do you think it was better before the physics update or after? Um, there was something at the end, I think, of end of next or last year or the beginning of this year, where they changed the physics and the mid-engine cars got worse. They were somewhat bearable mm. before, um, but then they really, really messed them up. But I, the thing is weird. That I remember when we first played GT Sport when they did the launch in London, and the mid-engine mm. cars were perfect. So I don't know what changed from that initial build or if they just modeled all the cars similar right. and put different bodies on them, you know, and made them look different. Uh, I have no and idea. the same as um, Scottsdale as well, right? When we yeah, were there absolutely. Doing the unreal. engine cars were fantastic. So I don't know what changed along mm. the way. Hmm. Always, yeah, that's always a bummer. Those cars are supposed to be so fun and to, to drive and... And, and so nimble and and uh just i so badly want to like, drive yeah. a ferrari and get it to a world tour but <laughs> i just don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah well there was that moment when i remember defson was winning championships in that car but it was because it had such a great uh, fuel fuel yeah, yeah. advantage yeah. yeah but yeah even um, that's out the window Shusu and nico r picked ferrari and both of them were like yes it's terrible <laughs> so it's not just me <laughs> <laughs> Make Ferrari great again. Yeah, Let's right. do it. <laughs> Mission win now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going to be um, kind of hitting it hard uh, with uh, the exhibition seasons after this one, like through uh, the winter and the, the first quarter of next year before the official season starts again? I'll let Nick start. Uh, I mean, personally, for me, I try to take a break from it. Um, things have been really busy and hectic well, with all my stuff. Um, so, yeah, I've after Monaco, I'll probably take a, a break for a while. Um, for me, playing all the time it gets a little tiring, so it's nice to take a break and then kind of refresh and, and go back at it once the the world world tour start and the FIA, you know, the real season <coughs> starts. So that that's where I'm at. I don't know, Armin, Tristan, what do you guys think? I'll I'll, I'll probably be spending at least five hours a week on it, anywhere from three to five hours a week. That's generally what I, what I do. Um, so, yeah, I'll still be practicing. I don't know about hitting it hard like I would if I was an actual season, but definitely I'll be. I'll still be on, probably racing every race. Cool. Good. Tristan, I'm gonna be going ham. I'm gonna be going a thousand percent. Um, I I'm yet to uh, uh, make any kind of world tour or, el- or even get close to eligibility with uh, nations. Um, so I'm gonna be focusing on nations next year as well as manufacturers. Pro- you know, emphasis on nations. I really want to try to take it to like uh nico and igor and uh we'll see if lloyd's makes a comeback and and see how i stack up with the, these guys uh i just made a, a significant investment in um hardware um you know with the i got a tgt now i got a, a nice new rig that's all nice and solid so there's no play mm-hmm. in the the base mounting um i'm uh i'm gonna be going hard and you guys better watch your back because mm-hmm. uh you know the third season is uh the season of of the beef <laughs> <laughs> oh god he's only gonna get faster now <laughs> as, if, <laughs> as if we need that yeah everyone's so afraid of the equipment <laughs> see i've got the yeah, no more no more strange so i got no excuse <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, that's good to I hear. I might beef. get one. Yeah, and uh, Wardas, how about you? Are you going to be making a comeback? Celebrity appearances? What's going to happen? Yeah, Eddie. <laughs> Where's the real Gomez? Yeah. Ooh, he's uh, hibernating. He's getting, you know, he's getting stronger by the minute somewhere. But I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna get for uh, go for a TGT as well. I'm gonna snatch it up during Black Friday. Good. So that's one thing. And then I might, I just, I have a rig that I built myself. I just, I just need to kind of reinforce it. I, I tore it down to move it into the space it's in now. So I just need to put some more bracing on it and stuff. But I'm looking forward to um, right now, uh, near to short term. I'm doing like some lead racing. And I'm having a lot of fun with that, and uh, eventually I'll probably maybe this next ex- exhibition season I'll get into more. And uh, once holidays are over, yeah, I'll I'll be hitting it as hard as I can. So Excellent. definitely want to be. I'm I'm really looking forward to next year. The, the prospect of you know I always get really giddy whenever it's like pre GT times. That, that's when I tend to be most active, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and pre GT seven uh, to be more specific. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man can't keep me away i'll i'll have a fire under my butt and trying to trying to get faster and more consistent yes can i uh, can i talk uh, a little bit uh, ask you guys um gt7 like kind of theory opinions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so um from evening dinner talks at the world tours uh with uh, you know you guys uh, uh, eddie with all the casts uh we're starting to think that maybe GT7 is going to be kind of like a Grand Theft Auto-sized game. Just ridiculous investment with uh, tons of content. Um, I, I forget who I heard it from, but I uh, I heard that uh, Gran Turismo Sport is only... It's like a prologue. It's, it's what, 10 or 15% of what GT7 is going to be for, for content. And that tingles my jingles. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for the thought of being able to wash my car and change the oil... And, uh, you know, racing modifications and all the classic tracks uh, really have me excited. And uh, and I don't want to just, you know, turn this into a wishlist podcast because that would just go on endlessly. <laughs> uh, I, I, what, do, what am I getting at? I suppose, um, are you guys uh, hoping that GT7 will be more of like kind of single player oriented or, or are you hoping that uh, emphasis will remain multiplayer like Gran Turismo Sport? I think uh, multiplayer is really the future. Uh, it seems like every every game is leaning more towards multiplayer. <clears throat> um, I think it'll definitely have Gran Turismo will definitely have single player aspects to it. But I think it's uh, the reason why they would release uh, GT Sport as a prologue would kind of convince me that it's going to be uh, heavily uh, angled towards multiplayer, in my opinion. But either way, I'm I would be very excited. I mean. Uh, I'm I'm on the I'm on the same boat with you, man. You know, I'll probably start investing a lot of time in GT Sport in preparation for GT7, and probably hit GT7 really hard from the beginning. That's something I didn't do with GT Sport, and I feel like I was playing catch up forever. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> do, do you guys think GT7? Do we know if it's going to be a launch title for the PlayStation Five, like Christmas next year? Uh, it's I been believe said it that is. it will be a launch title. I think it has yeah. been in the past for some of the other PlayStation launches, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, I think GT two thousand was attempted. Yeah, but I don't think it actually but I do worked know, out. But it'll it'll be nice to have it. I do know. I saw GT three wasn't maybe like six weeks, two months ago. Um, Polyphony was hiring a bunch of people. I think there was like eighteen open positions or something yeah. like that. So that gives me the inclination that um, they're looking to really try and build probably over the next year. Um, but I think with PlayStation five being coming out next year. 
Um, and I think GT Sport, you know, people are already feeling it's a little long in the tooth. Um, I've also heard the same thing, like you said, um, that it's kind of the prologue. So um, I've seen a couple things, uh, like I believe there was Silverstone and maybe some other stuff in development. I remember seeing a photo with at Polyphony Studios, I think it was, with Silverstone in the background. Mm -hmm. So there's stuff out there that's mm -hmm. coming. Um, but I have a feeling they've been really hitting it hard trying to get stuff in for GT7. Um, but I think that's why you're kind of seeing a limited track and car list um, for for uh, GT Sports. So yeah, I think there's a lot in the works. Um, I know there's, I think there's some huge announcement um, at the Monaco finale this year. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's some sort of announcement about GT7. So yeah, we'll see. Sweet. Mm. Don't make me more excited. I try not to. I try not to get ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that. Uh, well, here's the thing that I suggest. Sony, please just sell Spider-Man. You're going to make so much money. And you can use all of that money to put it into servers for Grand yes. <laughs> PlayStation Network yes. and Gran Turismo. <laughs> we don't need monthly. We need daily DLC. You know, come on. <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, um, as we're, you know, we're kind of on that topic. Um, didn't GT6, uh, I believe, is it GT6 or GT5? Each Each car took like three months to develop and design i mean how are they going to fit my, my question would be how are they going to fit so much content into uh gt7 while the ps5 still wasn't developed you right, know so. I, there's there's uh, i think there's been dev kits out yep. for the, yep. the playstation 5 for a little bit um and uh, although you raise a certainly a valid uh statistic about uh how long those cars took to model um, I would not be surprised uh, if the uh, ingenious uh, polyphony guys um, were able to craft um, sort of infrastructure software that uh, automated a lot of that modeling um, uh, uh, process. So Jeez. that, uh, you know, it's what is it these days? It's like it's putting like a 3D laser scanning 360 degree camera in the center of the interior and uh, or a couple different points and just have it model uh, and then build software that can take those. Uh, you know, millions of data points and, and build polygons and then uh, uh, make those textures. They've done it so many times. I, I have confidence that they figured out a, a way to do it faster than they have been, you mm -hmm. know, in the days of the PlayStation 2 or the PlayStation 3. Um, so uh, I reserve some faith and I, I think that they're going to knock it out of the park. Right. I believe so as well. I, I also think that there's the aspect of future proofing that goes into the insane amount of detail mm -hmm. that's currently being applied to these models in Gran Turismo. Yeah sport uh a lot of them i think are ps5 ready they just kind of have to have us uh, an extra layer so to speak unlocked in order for them to to fully um be ps5 comp uh worthy i guess you could say mm. uh, so there's that i think a lot of these cars that they have now um will just take a few tweaks to get uh, to get looking really stunning in the next generation totally it's interesting how both the uh automotive simulation industry and the automotive industry have something in common common they both detune <laughs> <laughs> it's true that's uh, cool yeah. that's some well, exciting stuff yeah Go ahead. very pumped about this so um and you know just talking about it gets me excited so yeah mm. just had to throw that out there good chat more tracks though too please <laughs> absolutely yeah that's one thing that's lacking i think you can give us uh you know 30 race cars 
uh, and give us oh, 200 tracks and we'll never on. complain. But if you give us 300 <laughs> race cars and 20 tracks, we'll complain eternally. <laughs> totally. Um, so, Eddie, uh, you were at Las Vegas uh, Speedway, Motor Speedway this weekend for a, a certain uh, sim racing related events. Uh, tell us about that. What was that? Yeah, so I initially just went out to the Speedway. Uh, for a while, I've been looking forward to the uh, the Blanc Pond Americas GT Challenge Pirelli name after name thing, and uh, I went down and uh, I saw that Fabian, so uh, that's also known as McQueen on the PSN, Fabian Portilla. He posted about being in Vegas, and I messaged him, and he said that world's fastest gamer was doing like a a surprise kind of first day in Vegas where they were going to sample a bunch of uh, supercars at, at a place that Armin is no stranger to exotics <laughs> racing. Right. Um, and he said that a lot of this stuff is just like very fly by night. Like they just tell them like, okay, today guys, we're all going to this track. Are you going to drive a bunch of cars? And they're like, sure. All right, let's do it. <laughs> and so Darren Cox is behind this competition. If, uh, for those that don't know, Already, this is the world's fastest gamer two, aka 2019. The first one was two years ago, and Rudy Van Buren won that one and went on to do Race of Champions, has lots of success. It's like a, an F1 uh, official test driver for, I think, I want to say McLaren. Yeah, I think it's a McLaren. Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was a treat, man. I went down to the track, got to meet all of those guys. Um, and I was just insane that I was, I just happened to be there that day and I was like, okay, let's uh, drive two minutes down to exotics racing and just <laughs> eavesdrop on this crazy GT Academy successor. I would, I would call it. It was, it was interesting the way they're doing it though. It's not, so I forget the exact uh, tagline for GT Academy, but at one point it was like anyone can race or something like that. And the idea was like, yeah, it's completely open. Anyone that has a PlayStation can log on. Put, the, put their time in, and and then that's going to qualify you for going to Silverstone, possibly. Mm-hmm. And then now what they're doing is it's a little more selective. So there are two slots that were open and that I just found out in retrospect. <laughs> Otherwise, I may have tried for it. But um, it, it was funny when I posted about it and Armin was in the chat saying, like, how, uh, how do I get in on this? <laughs> like, why don't I know about this? And it kind of did fly under the radar of a lot of people, interestingly enough. But... Um, it's a it's interesting mix of people. So they essentially they have like eight guys and a few like six of them were picked based on being like the best of that particular game. So there's an i racing guy, there's an R factor guy. An R factor guy was was chosen based on or he won the spot by winning an online qualifier that had racing involved. Then there was a mobile game guy as well. I forget the name of the game, but they it's a had, real racing it, that was essentially the wild card. They just wanted to bring. No, uh, okay. that was the one they used for McLaren Shadow Project. But yeah, I thought that as well. It's a new game. I forget what it's called. But um, and then they had you know, and so on from there. Different titles. They even had a Project Cars guy. And to me, they have the guy that's like a heavy, heavy uh, favorite, yes, Mitchell DeJong. So. <laughs> Most of the other guys have light experience at most in cars, but this guy's an X Games gold and silver medalist uh, in autocross. Rally. Oh, wow. Yeah, really. I mean, not he was autocross. Sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah. Rally I think he's like at sixteen. He was sponsored by Red Bull. And... Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a top driver. Hmm. And he he beat Gregor Hutu and like um, 
Oh, and Bono Quiz <laughs> in iRacing, doing like the Grand Prix, uh, Formula One iRacing top. Like to me, what is the top of the top dog sim racing? If I beat Gregor Hutu, I'm making a bowl of cereal. I put that on my resume. <laughs> you know, so that is amazing. Yeah, so Mitchell DeJong is a heavy favorite, but don't count our boy out because Fabian can pull off some insane stuff sometimes, and you don't know exactly what's going to go down in this competition. They're doing a, a whole tour of California racetracks. They call it California Dream, and Jan Martinborough has Team Blue. Uh, Rudy Van Buren has Team Orange, and our boy Fabian is on Team Orange. So it's going to be crazy. Just keep track of it on their uh, Twitch page. Or sorry, Twitter <laughs> And uh, they're going to be posting videos on yeah, YouTube along the way, documentary style. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and the winner, let's not forget about the most important part. The winner of this whole thing gets a GT4 ride, European GT4 uh, season man. seat. Yeah. That I originally yeah, heard lovely. it was Aston. And then I, there was yep. something about like the 24 hours of Daytona and Le Mans and a lot of different stuff. So, I was never sure what the full prize was. Right, it, and it might not just be Europe. It could be cool because that, this, based on the tracks you listed, it could be like the GT World Challenge. But I don't think they have a support GT4 uh, style race. To my knowledge, it should be a GT3 of. ride, which would make sense. Yeah, with that million dollar price tag. <laughs> right, amazing. Right, Gosh, so. how invaluable is that? Like, forget what results you get during you know the next year if you're the winner. You finish you. Like last every race, it doesn't matter. That experience will unlock licenses exactly. that right. allow you to do like twenty-four hour races suddenly. Um, gosh. Yep. As Rob Barf, Rob Barf, one of the coaches in GT Academy, said, "It's the uh, you're looking. If you're not going to win, you can at least look for the American <laughs> Idol effect, which is, you know, <laughs> use your name, use the connections, mm-hmm. uh, and get out there, try to do it on your own, which some people have done and some haven't." But, well, the, uh, as a GT Academy champion yeah. yourself, Nick McMillan, what what is your thoughts on this uh, style that Darren Cox is? I guess to go I don't with? know too many details about it. Um, I mean, I know how Darren works and what he tries to accomplish, and I don't exactly know what the prize is and how they're formatting it. You know, I think GT Academy is very much um structured i think there's a lot of structure like you said it seems like this one's a little more kind of see the pants see what works so i mean i don't know if they're using consistent uh you know judges and instructors and i don't know if there's a, a tv program behind it and interviews and i don't know what they're putting them through so um hard for me to say what's going on um and what their overall end goal is but i think with the lot that they have um as the 10 to 12 drivers i think it is um i guarantee you they'll find you know at least three or four of them can probably go and compete. No problem. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to kind of see it. It's cool to see, you know, stuff like world's fastest gamer and McLaren shadow and some of this other stuff <laughs> coming up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Cause I know, I think there was a deal between basically like Darren with GT Academy and Nissan and PlayStation, Gran Turismo and all that. Um, that was kind of a 10 year non-compete, um, uh, to my understanding. So, yeah, basically once that ended, that became McLaren's shadow, and then now now this. So um, I think more and more stuff like this is going to pop up, and I've seen like Porsche's taking an interest from what I've heard. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot coming in the side of you know taking sim racers and putting them in real cars. So it's exciting for me to see. I hope that I can get back in a real car as well. So hopefully I'm not barred from competing because I've already won one before. I hope um, you are. But yeah, I think it'll provide <laughs> – yeah, I would love to. <laughs> but um, – yeah, I think it'll provide a lot of good opportunities for people and, and keep 
the sport, you know, of motorsports and car racing um, alive. So yeah, it's good to see. Hmm. Yeah, I was there and I got to hear uh, some of the guys talking about their first experiences in the cars. They drove yep. these uh, yeah, yeah, cars at EXR. That's what they're called. Um, they're, has, um, they're basically a four-cylinder. I don't know if they were driving a six-cylinder yeah. or a four-cylinder, but about 230 horsepower and 1,600 pounds, um, cool two-frame chassis, sequential transmission, uh, pretty much, uh, yeah, a beginner race car. And then uh, the six-cylinder is a 370Z engine, so 330 horsepower with slicks on, uh, slicks on it instead of street tires and just a uh, m- more aggressive aero package. But anyway, just so people have a better insight of the cars that they drove, I'll let you continue. <laughs> nice okay yeah they they looked fun um and it was funny because jan was like i want to see these guys <laughs> bouncing off the limiter more and he's all <laughs> yeah he's into it put it that way so i think it's pretty yeah it's a pretty cool experiment uh successor to gt academy so many people are always you know people that feel like they came late to gt or whatever they always talk about it like in in the rose tinted glasses kind of retrospect but uh yeah there's there's ways there's i think i feel like there'll be more of these things coming up yeah and, i uh, think jaren's kind of spearheading it which is great uh, i love that you know to really prove that hey you can take someone who plays a video game put them in a real car mm-hmm. and they can perform so yeah i think it's gonna grow and you know i hope it grows exponentially but um yeah we've already seen multiple competitions like this kind of pop up um, so, I mean, even a set of courses just had one where they put, um, actually one of the, my Thrustmaster teammates, um, I think it was Camille Franzczyk, if I'm pronouncing his name right, but, um, he just got to run a Huracan GT3, yeah. um, and apparently did very well. So, um, yeah, they're out there, they're growing, um, and it's really cool to see. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And, um, hopefully GT in the future can also revive some of its driver search kind of um ideals that it that used to sort of put up all the time and you never know i mean there's partnerships with toyota they have plenty of races that they do so yeah man there's there's definitely more than one way to get a race seat now which is great and i love that for sure for sure that is world's fastest gamer number two but uh i want to end this little podcast discussion that we've been rocking and rolling with on a tokyo note you guys are going to be turning japanese very soon how does it feel <laughs> oh, <laughs> starting with tristan great. i want to know how excited you are to be Dude, going no to idea. japan uh, so last last year at vegas i i choked big time and you know had several cries and and didn't make it to uh you know any further events hope to have made it to world finals because last year I put in just as much time as I did this year uh, in the online championships and the exhibitions, the testing, trying to fit it in between, you know, work and life and bills and relationships. And it's, it's difficult. And, and this year that it's paying off. Holy crap, man. I'm so excited. Um, Tokyo is just a few days away. Um, I'm going to be bringing my wife with me. They they have allowed this guest, and um, I I met my wife uh, as her first driving instructor at a Porsche Club autocross. So um, and she did not need instruction. She uh, on mm. her very first run, uh, I sheepishly asked her, "Do you know how to drive a manual?" She drove that mm. car to the autocross. So you know that gives you an idea of how much a doofus I am. Um, but she, I think she <laughs> forgave me for it because you know eight years later or ten years later we got married. 
Um, it's hilarious. But I, I want to tell you that, like, at the very first corner that we that we got into, and uh, she was driving an old 356, um, the car kicks sideways, and me as the instructor is like, okay, you know, it's uh, it, you're in the hot water. What are you going to do about it? And an instant later, she corrected it like she had been doing it all her life. Um, so that's that's sort of the motorsport lean that she has always had, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Um, Tokyo, man. I've never been to an Asian country. Um, neither has she. And Tokyo is, uh, you know, technologically the tippy top of what's going on over there. Um, and I'm, I'm fascinated from afar and I, I really can't wait. I don't know if we're going to have time to, but I hope <laughs> that we can catch a sumo match. Uh, and if, if those who are not willing can stomach it, maybe a brief <laughs> visit to a karaoke bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, dude, it's going to be awesome. Like, oh, oh, it's going to be so cool. Um, and it's just like the first of, of two stops. And then two weeks later, we go to Monaco. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like work. Uh, I'm not even thinking about work anymore. Um, work has taken a backseat to the, you know, what's in the front of my mind. And that's these two events. Uh, and it, it it's a weird feeling because uh, I'm sitting here right now and, and I can sincerely tell you, I really don't care what the result is. I don't care if I finish last. Um, I'm just thrilled that I'm going to be able to go there and, uh, and experience it and make, uh, 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 new friends, make stronger relationships with the friendships I already have, um, you know, and just put on the best possible show I can. I, what I feel like is my top priority is to be a participant in the, um, in the promotion of Gran Turismo and sim racing in general. So, uh, with that in mind, I am <laughs> real stoked. Woo! Damn, you got me pumped, man. <laughs> I can't wait to watch you guys doing it up over there and seeing the Instagram Uh-oh. stories and hopefully drunk Uh-oh. texts. Okay. That's what I'm looking forward to. There's going to be so uh, many. You have no idea. It's always one big party. Dude, oh, yes. Yeah, so are you guys stoked? Throughout the year yeah. when, when I found out that we're going to Tokyo, I think this was my main goal was just to make it to Tokyo. Everything else I didn't care about as much. So, yeah, I've been waiting for this the whole year. And, uh, yeah, I'm very much ready for it. Maybe not yeah, in terms of practice and speed in the game but i'm ready just to get out and go to japan and just kind of explore the city and eat really good food and drink some sake and uh yeah just celebrate with the the rest of the gang that's gonna be us we might have to get another 3 a.m casting (laughs) the sake that's on order Yes. <laughs> we'll start it with just like the, the sound effect of a crack of a bottle and, and a gong. Oh, thinking man. of ice. And... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I've been trying to go to Tokyo for a long time now. I oh, thought man. I'd get to go to Japan when I was driving for Nissan, but I just just missed out. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited to to go and to see everything. Um, everyone I know who's been there says it's amazing. So. I'm really looking forward to some real Japanese food and the culture, and um, we get to see Polyphony Studios, which is going to be amazing. Right. Um, that's a highly coveted place. Yes. So um, to finally get to see that, it's going to be great. But um, yeah, and then um, Armin might join. I don't know if Tristan's staying longer or not, but um, a few of us are going to go check out Mount Fuji and Lake Yamanaka, and yeah, do a little bit of a do a little bit of a tour. So it's going to be fun. Oh, I wish. I wish I could. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be extending the the Monaco stay. Uh, I'm probably gonna arrive a few days uh, earlier 
Um, I've got some friends over in Europe that uh, might be trying to, to visit us. Um, exactly where we're going to be flying mm. in when is uh, to be determined. <laughs> you know, only like three weeks left. And we yeah, we haven't bought, you know, we haven't figured out the dates. Whatever. We'll just like leave it's it to the last second. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you know, the house is not on fire. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, uh, uh, Nick uh, and Armin and Eddie, um, you know, we've got a bit of a different roster of entrants going into Tokyo in the World Finals. I think it's going to be the same entrance for both of them, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, certainly with manufacturer, a lot of driver mix-ups. Um, and uh, I'm curious who you think might mm. be some underdogs. Underdogs is going to be, I mean, there's always going to be the obvious teams that you expect to win. Uh, I mean, the uh, Toyota's, Mercedes, you know, all these guys are always fast. Uh, but I think underdogs, I would say, um, gosh, I think Ford is going to do really good. Our team is, uh, we have a really good car, uh, for both tracks and, mm-hmm. we, you know, with the addition of uh, TRL Adam to the team, I think, uh, it's going to be, um, uh, pretty competitive, this car. So I think, uh, I'm, I'm hoping we can walk out with the top five, if not with some hardware, uh, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see – well, I'm actually curious to really see how Alfa Romeo does. I think this is their first world tour, and their driver lineup is pretty stacked. Um, they've got – I think it's Gills, Honda, or V12 or something. Mm-hmm. They've got Dodge Lamb, and um, mm-hmm. someone else mm-hmm. is incredibly mm-hmm. fast. So they could be in upsets. Um, and after doing a little bit of testing on the combos, which I won't say what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this might be out by then. So <laughs> but um, – mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think BMW might be in for uh, a podium result. They have Nico Rublar and Coke Lopez, um, and a third driver I know is very quick. And basically, they've just kind of gotten the the short end of the the stick with um, usually fuel. So it doesn't look like we're going to have fuel races. So I think they could be up there. Yep. They're incredibly quick. That's right. Um, in the BMW, I think tire wear um, will be all right for them. But yeah, with no fuel, they could um, they could definitely be a good upset. But yeah, I think we'll see Mercedes on top, uh, at least on the podium again. So, but Toyota with Igor um, and one another, I think it's another driver change in there too. So uh, it's, it's going to be stacked. You never know with these. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all kind of the best of the best. And um, I think everyone's gunning for some hardware for sure. So, um, yeah, we've only got two more, two more goes at it. So uh, got to make it count. Yep. It, it's kind of cool that we're going to have like this exhibition Tokyo and then the real thing. But, uh, you know, a lot of the same competitors and uh, my choices were the same as you, uh, like Alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, the third driver, yep. I think, is Jara, yep. who is, uh, you yeah. know, he's very uh, formidable and I think just turned 18. So he's uh, only just barely um, eligible uh, that, uh, you know, uh, I feel so old when I say that because I'm 35. I'm like one of the oldest guys there. Was, uh, there was a, a Finnish competitor at Austria, uh, the only guy older than me. And he and I kind of buddied up in the first dinner and I'm like, uh, He's like, yeah, I got uh, a wife and kids at home. And they're like, why are you you're leaving us to go play a video game? <laughs> it's a pretty fun stereotype. Um, and the, yep, uh, who is it? Randall. Originals. That's the third driver for BMW. Yeah, Randall. Who is always yeah. like, you know, he puts up such a good fight every time I race him. And I, I can't wait to race him on track and meet him in person. Um, yeah, man. That's craziness. Uh, what do you think, Eddie? Do you have, do you have uh, anyone in mind for, um, you know, sudden surprises, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, I well, I have to make a case for my Jaguar brothers because they've been they've had some sh- you know some shaky moments in these past couple of world tours, but I think now they're going to be at a second event with the same team. It's going to be Joe Moss, Canomos, and quick. Hellsfire, all extremely capable 
drivers mm-hmm. and extremely intelligent i have to say they're like, like i think in terms of iq <laughs> factor they, they're scoring high what are you trying to say about it? other teams and stuff not to say that you're dumb Tristan, but <laughs> it's okay you can be honest Dude, oh, shots you're fired. blonde man i am okay. very blonde <laughs> I'm I'm extremely blonde. It's it's amazing that there's blonde hair coming out of the Porsche as I go past you guys. See, see, yeah, Nick no. knows how to do it. He keeps his blonde Except hair short. I've got this like this weird right. little like blonde patch on the right side of my head, so I can't get away with it entirely. <laughs> it, <does>. mm. <laughs> it looks like highlights like, went wrong. One day you will fully convert to the dark side. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think Jaguar is on a good little up and up sort of curve and uh you know they got what fourth in uh austria yeah. so yep, yep. what's better than fourth third i think they'll get third i think they can but they need to avoid a lot of stuff and i think they're better at it now and and they they're they're yeah i'll, I'll just put them down as being some uh, surprise uh set of guys to look out for you know mm-hmm. They can they can make an appearance and on the on the podium. It, it would make me very happy because I have a big uh, fondness for all the Jaguar yeah. brothers around. You the made world. like a, a set of liveries that those guys used uh, for like the second half of the main season. Oh, can't take uh, credit for that one. I did uh, wrangle it together. I brought um, Matthew Williams, who's also known as Pinapari uh, from the Gran Turismo uh, Racing League, well, GTSRL, not not known as GT Sport anymore, but they changed their names to like grand touring series racing league something like mm-hmm. that but yeah he's from there he's an insanely talented uh programmer designer mm-hmm. and he's gonna be in tokyo so hopefully you guys get to meet him as Excellent. well and um he's also yeah he did all deliveries and he's also applying to work for pd on, on one of those coveted spots that opened up so i think he'd be a great match for them and hopefully he can work remotely i don't know how they are about that but mm-hmm. he's he's close to tokyo but he's not that close but yeah. it's like two hour by Jeez. bullet train maybe eight hours by car or something like weird like that it's a very mountainous region so if you're into the outdoors and mountains uh, nick's gonna have a great time looking forward to the pictures of fuji and and to hearing <laughs> about how difficult yeah, it is to get up there mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not That'd be a great hike. <laughs> Man, we got a lot going on at Tokyo. Oh, nah, we're are you, you going to take? Well, like, is there a gondola or something? We're that driving. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, plenty to see, but yeah, I mean, also the city life is going to be insane. It's one of the biggest metropolitan areas on Earth. It's going to be overwhelming. I think much more so than even uh, New York. Yeah. I'm told that's uh, oh, going to yes. stick out like yeah. Uh, I was going to say that, but I was like, like a, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm like six foot four and a half, and I have you know these giant clown feet. Oh, I need to. I got to give a shout out real quick to Puma because uh, Puma apparently, uh, with the help of uh, Tane and Georgina, um, are making oh, a special really? shoe just for me. No way. Yeah. That's super cool. Uh, those of you who watched Austria may have noticed that uh, in the top three interview at the end, I was only wearing socks, and I only drove with socks, and that's because the size 12s um, <laughs> wow. did not fit my size 15 feet. Um, so so race was. director uh, Toyo-san, uh, he he was I, – I approached and asked him, you know, politely, can I just race without uh, shoes on? He's like, yeah, no problem. Just make sure your Nikes are hidden underneath the couch. 
Um, and, uh, uh, since then, Tane, uh, emailed me and said, Hey, you know, like we've, we've been contact with, uh, marketing and, and Puma and they want to, um, you know, outfit you since you're going to be like two more events. Um, so I really can't wait. It's so, it's so huge. Like my, my wife works in marketing and she is like, uh, uh, she tells me that this kind of thing does not happen. So, uh, yeah, ooh. we're going to get these signatures, Tristan, <laughs> yes. Yes. Signature Tristan, Tristan Puma clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and some air tristans hook me air up tristans. some neon i'm already an airhead and now you that get my cool. shoes it's you know that <laughs> like doubles the superpower that so, long yeah long blonde hair <laughs> oh the flowing hair it's you <laughs> know a, a plus one second speed advantage you gotta get two pairs dude one pair to wear the other to frame put up on your you know in your I'll room. put it like in a rotating glass <laughs> box with you know like leds yeah. and it's like the centerpiece in my living room on the di- the dinner table you know, like, we can eat dinner, but first, let's pay homage to the shoes. <laughs> cool stuff. Got, you know, so that I'm so thankful to be involved with this. And, yeah, man, I can't wait to see you guys again. Very excited. I uh, can't wait till we land. And uh, once we once all the traveling is done, to just kind of come over and say hi to everybody and catch up. Totally. It's going to be a historic event. A lot of really cool stuff is going to go down. So I suggest all of, all of those sweet, dear listeners that are taking us in right now keep track of what's going to happen uh root on our our friends here and make sure that you continue to support this awesome game and uh events and just so we can get so it can get better and uh bigger yeah and give us us your feedback you know in the youtube comments and um you know let us know if we uh if you want to hear us talk about other topics um, and certainly leave some questions if you if you think that uh, you've got a good question in mind that uh, Armin and Nick and I might be able to answer uh, from Tokyo on the scene uh, or even from oh, yes. Monaco. You know, we will be listening and looking and paying attention and we will try to heed uh, everyone's requests. Um, I'm uh, you know, the community is uh, going to have a lot of questions and certainly we want to reward their enthusiasm. So so please do so. Yes. And uh, catch all our our dudes on the panel on the social medias, I'll have their names and all of that posted on the videos and, and uh, do check out the GT planet uh, league events. If you haven't already, it's amazing racing, really, really cool stuff there. And thanks to uh, Nick and Armin and Tristan and <laughs> Eddie you. for joining us today. Yes. Yes. That was a great discussion. We've got to do it again. I think we found a really, really yeah, awesome tight group guys. here. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. It's always good to All chat. right. Saki, Saki, yeah, Saki podcast welcome. next, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Cool. Cheers. Uh, so, Take care, thank guys. You. Thanks, guys. Have fun. Peace out. I never knew I was a lover Just because I steal the things you have just cause I focus while we're dancing on Just cause I offered you a ride Still I am not from Barcelona No, I am not even from Madrid I am a native of the North Pole And I could mess up any kid
provoke the fools with words And then I send a man to meet them all Blood is fake so I can hurt And all of a sudden you read a sign Oh, we'll be the fountain of my life But while we're floating in siesta Will you search for bottles and for knives? No. Because you named me as your lover 